We now on the line to spokesperson for Doctors uh, Without Borders, uh, Bori Lekhranj. Uh, a very good uh, evening to you and thank you very much for speaking to us. So have you sent doctors yourselves to the DRC to assist? Um, good evening to you and to your listeners as well. Um, yeah, in fact, the Doctors Without Borders works in the DRC quite extensively. So what we've done is um, we've already dispatched a, a team of around uh, 20 people last week already to uh, reach what is the epicenter of um, this, this current uh, epidemic uh, in a place called Namwa, which is a very tiny and super remote um, village that's about uh, two hours away from the, the nearest sort of big town, which is called Likati. Um, and that, in turn, is, is over a thousand kilometres from by road from uh, Bongi in in Central African Republic. And just to give you an idea of like the, the remoteness of this place, if you were to travel by road from Kinshasa to um, to an area close to Likati, that's about two thousand kilometres by by road. So incredibly inaccessible. Which meant that our team that uh, went to Namwe had to do so by helicopter. And so yesterday they stayed overnight to do an initial sort of setup, but also to do follow-ups with members of the community um, to try and do further contact tracing. Mm. And just in terms of the strain that's been dealt with, I remember the last outbreak, it had said that it's, it's muta- mutated from what is used to being dealt with. So is this something familiar? Well, I think we need to look at the overall context first. Um, so it's, it's a very different uh, setting to what's uh, in the DRC and the kind of outbreaks that have occurred there versus what we saw in um, Liberia and Sierra Leone and Guinea in 2014-2015. So when we talk about Ebola outbreaks in the DRC, there have been seven prior Ebola outbreaks um, so far that, that our authorities are aware of. Um, and in normally what, we, what we've seen so far, the extent of the most recent um, Ebola outbreak in the DRC in 2014, um, roughly 49 people died of uh, a total number of infected, like 66 people. So much smaller epidemics, often in very remote areas. Um, and at this stage, what we've done is we've set up an Ebola treatment center in Lakati. Um, and we've got uh, patients that have uh, been taken in, and the first round of testing has been done, and there's supposed to be a second round of testing to absolutely confirm whether um, people that are suspected to have been in contact with uh, the index case are, in fact, um, showing signs and symptoms of Ebola, and whether the, the tests actually confirm that. So far, what have been the symptoms? Well, it's the standard uh, the, the standard um, symptoms that you'd expect from Ebola, so people running a high fever um, and the like. Uh, so it's not different from what we've um, seen with with other Ebola index cases. So in this instance, I mean, some people have also um, had questions around whether it would be useful to, to do uh, a vaccination as a preemptive measure, but um, this is still very much up to the... DRC um, ethics board to to see whether it would be possible to um, to use a vaccine. Um, of course, being such a remote area, there are several logistical constraints that uh, also come into play. 
So normally when you uh, were to, or if you, if you were to use any vaccines in any event, you have to maintain a very strict cold chain, which means that your vaccine needs to be uh, in a temperature range between 2 degrees Celsius and 8 degrees Celsius, um, which uh, if you're doing large vaccinations um, for, other, for other diseases, um, you'd need quite an extensive uh, logistics backbone to do that. So that's part of what our team's assessing at the moment is looking at if we were to do that, how would we go about doing that in such a remote area?